Blog Talk Radio. And here we go again. The promo is going to play. Oh, oh my no. goodness. Oh, no. We'll go ahead and play Nazca for a minute. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Oh, good evening, everyone. And it's a usual night here on Blog Talk. (laughs) Half our stuff doesn't work. Anyway, I'm Marty Oakley. (laughs) And, and I'm Kaz. And yeah, and Kazi's on here with us, of course. And um, this is the TS Radio Network. And this is brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C. And we are permanent members. Uh, we'll be doing panels each year till I get sold that I can't get out there. But anyway, uh, then Kaz will take over. But <laughs> <laughs> we we have been... Uh, everything's kicking into high gear between behind this faked up COVID virus with the CDC absolutely admitting they can't find and have not identified any virus. So how can you develop a vaccine if you don't know what the virus is? There never was a virus. Um, we have been set up, played, and the people that took the brunt of this were the elderly. And I believe this was a test run when they took all those people supposedly infected with what we don't know, and shoved them into that nursing home. And then hospice shows up four days later because they're used to dealing with death. No, they're used to arranging death. And when they leave a week later, everybody is dead. And this happened across the country. We lost nearly 50,000 elderly people in nursing homes. This was not an accident. It was not coincidental or incidental to this scam that's going on um but i think people are catching on that there's nothing there um we're being set up we have been set up and they've done this globally although many countries are now standing up ending the lockdowns uh talking about it was the worst thing they could have done the world health organization has come out and said the lockdowns are absolutely the worst thing you could do and but what they're pushing is this vaccine which is uh worthless to say the least although it will probably make you quite ill and it contains the nanogel that will is a self-replicating rna and once once it's in your system it will start reproducing itself and this will make you able or make an a computer like you know artificial intelligence to interface with you and it will check all of your 
body functions and everything else, and it can even talk to you. Now think about that one. Um, the other thing is, the, of course, the digital tattoo in your hand. If you don't have it, you don't work. You don't go to the doctor, the hospital. You can't go to school. You can't get on public transportation. You can't do anything. And this is how they're going to coerce us into this digital currency, which means once they have control digitally, they can cut you off at any time, and they will. And this has gotten so bad, and I think people, like I say, are finally starting to wake up. Um, this, this has been a terrible, terrible thing they have done to us. It's been done to countries all over the world, but like I say, most of them. And then, you know, because I have to say something. In the last yeah. two weeks, Germany, Belgium, France, and I can't remember the other countries, millions, in the millions of people, Berlin, as far as you could see, people filled the streets wall to wall. As far as you could see, they did a flyover, and the number of people who hit the streets to protest the lockdowns, the mask wearing, and the mandatory vaccinations they're going to try and shove on us was just astounding. They blocked most wow. of that out on the news here. And here, the mm-hmm. thing is, um, uh, where where are we? I, I, I think we've lost our spine. I'm not sure. I think they've messed with us so much that most people have just given up. It's pointless. It's useless. Um, but I have signed yet another petition to charge Bill Gates with crimes against humanity. The man is a glorified eugenicist. Uh, he wants depopulation as long as it isn't him and his wife and his children. And we're going from there. So um, think about this. Everybody's sounding the alarm. Over 4,000 doctors and scientists have stepped forward and said this is a hoax. They're, they're, you know, this vaccine, don't take it. Get your get your communities back up and running. Um, I don't know, Cos, but this is, and in the middle of all this, like I say, I think this was a test run to see if they could get away with euthanizing, you thinking it was a virus, as many elderly as possible. And what was the country's reaction? At first it was, oh, my God, that's terrible, and within... Three or four hours, they were talking about the size of the tomatoes they bought at Walmart. Um, We don't matter. We do not matter. We are a waste population as far as our government is concerned, and I believe that is why they refuse to bring a bill out that absolutely they will not even say the word guardianship. They won't address it. They won't do anything to stop it. And I had a senator here tell me recently, Marty, and I've been told this before, it takes yeah. years to change something like that. It takes years. No, it doesn't, mm-hmm. boo. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You started no. how many wars on three lies and a dime? How many bills have come through Congress, got signed by the president, that ended with the statement, effective immediately upon passage? It doesn't take years. It takes effort. But there's yeah. too I mean, much there's money involved. They're going to have a Supreme Court. They'll have a Supreme Court justice in a matter of, what, like two weeks? You know, yeah. they were able to do that. Yeah, yeah so I just, uh, I don't know. But our guest tonight is Ron Hawkins. I'm excited. And he's, yes, and he's running as a write-in candidate 
for representative in Michigan State Legislature in the 63rd District. Now, he lost the primary by one percentage point. So he's gone out on his own. and We want to encourage him to do so because one of his focuses is ending this probate court and the theft of estates and what is nothing less than the abuse of the elderly for profit. Ron, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hi, Ron. Uh, Hello. Good <laughs> yeah, evening. that's cause. Yes. I was I uh, was on Ron, your website and I'm so excited to talk with you. Oh, thank you. I wish a lot of other people yeah. get more excited. <laughs> <laughs> they will well, be. It's always like that. It's always like that, and this is such a contentious year. Um, yeah. Thanks to real ID. I can't get a real ID because I don't have a marriage certificate from many decades ago, not being a spring chicken. And so I cannot get a real ID, which means when the current state driver's license that I have expires, I have no legal identification, and I can't get one. And I've talked to other people in my age group and many younger who ran into the same thing. Um, they can't get the real ID, and what this thing is supposed to do is beyond me because every bit of information they asked me for is on file with Social Security. They And they rampage through there whenever they want to, but suddenly I have to bring in all these documents, like I say, from decades ago. And yet I watched men walk into the DMV. They showed the driver's license, a couple other papers, got their picture taken, smiled really big, and walked out. And this is discriminate. The other thing it does is stops me from voting. I can't vote. So, but like I say, whatever this thing is supposed to do is beyond me. But it basically, so wrong. Let's yeah, travel. Yeah. yeah. It, they know who we are anyway. If they didn't yeah, know, the hell did they tax me all, all these years? And if they didn't know who I was, then give me my money back. You collected it under fraud. You know, you knew who I was then. And, uh, you know, if I get a ticket, you know who I am then. Mm-hmm. What's the deal now? Um, but whatever this thing is, and I cannot, I've even gone to Homeland Security, I cannot get a clear answer from them. Supposedly, it's for national security. And I said, who exactly are you trying to keep secure? It surely isn't me. And, well... Well, from terrorists. I said, you are the terrorists. You know, do you have this? You know, it just, the biggest terrorists in the airport are wearing a TSA uniform and a tin badge. Please. But I don't know. Anyway, Ron, I'm on a rant, and I'll shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, how did did you get into this? How did you get into running for office? And what queued you up on guardianship? Well, two things. Uh, they kind of coincided. My wife got tired of me talking, and she said, run for U.S. Congress. Well, that's more of a challenge than folks realize. You've got to go out and get about 2,000 signatures uh, on a petition just to be able to file to run. And I was in the process of doing that when I went up to uh, Penfield, north of, it's the north end of Battle Creek, and uh uh, Cynthia Hines was there with a group, and they were having a protest, and, and I stopped and 
that's how I met Miss Hines, and, and pretty much what she told me, what they'd done to her with her mother and not letting her see her, and it just told me that was something very wrong. And mm-hmm. I ended up, I didn't get the, enough signatures to get on the ballot, which was probably good for me because I realized it's all about money. And uh, that was completely out of out of scope for me. Uh, the, the gubernatorial candidate of the Libertarian Party asked me to consider running for the uh, state representative here in the 63rd district in 2018, which I did. And <laughs> I, I, honestly, yeah. folks, if you if you would have elected him, you wouldn't have had the abuse of the. Uh, of your rights that you've had under the current administration, and that, I'll just leave yeah. it at that. It's uh, it's sad. Yeah. But he was uh, much better than the other two uh, major party candidates. And at that time, the Libertarians were considered a major party. Now they've reverted back to a minor party status, and and that's why I, I, I thought about it and. I looked at Ross Perot and, and many of the others, and even though they have libertarian values, you end up, if you want to get elected to be able to, to try to influence legislation, you have to run under a major party, uh, either a Republican or Democrat. And there's a couple of things that uh, I just am not a Republican. I, I believe in unions. I believe in the right of labor to organize. And I also believe that people have control over their own bodies. And those are yes. a couple of issues that kind of the Republican Party just doesn't agree with. Uh, other issues, mm-hmm. yeah, I could agree with them on some things, and other things I don't. And I, I reflect back to my grandfather and, and my father. They were Democrats, and the Democratic Party, the, the president I remember and the, the president I talk about is John F. Kennedy. And yes. to me, we've gotten so far away from, from those that Democratic Party, it's sad. We need to we need to pull them back uh, if we want to have a Democratic Party. Otherwise, they might as well just call call themselves a socialist party of, and be done with it because that's what they've turned into. Uh, <clears throat> so I ran. Uh, there was uh, some aides in, in Lansing I talked to, Democratic aid, and, and uh, they were quite uh, perturbed because they're moderate, but they have no voice. The the uh, socialists drown them out, and they're just afraid to speak up, stand on their two on two feet. So, young people are that way. We've raised generations yes. of, that that they no longer we're no longer the land of the free or the home of the brave. They've robbed us of our freedoms, and and we don't have any people that's brave to stand up. So, no, I'm seven. I'm, I'm over seventy. So. I really don't care uh-huh. if people don't like what I say. No, they just don't like it. But beyond that, uh, I decided this this is an issue of guardianship. And there's another issue was uh, they need to stop taxing seniors when they turn 80 in this state. Leave them alone. Yeah. You know, if you're not making a half a million dollars, get get out of our life. Leave us alone. Yeah. So those are a couple of things that I I thought were yeah. worthwhile. And and <laughs> but back to the guardianship, uh, I. I got involved following a, a, a lady over in Ann Arbor and what they did to her, and it was it was sad. I mean, the lady had a stroke, and people that aren't aware of this, it, you're you're one health crisis away from somebody taking away your life and your liberty, and that's that's yeah. a yes. sad thing. You know, and Florida used to be the worst state. Well, 
guess what, Michigan? We're number one. We're the worst for probate abuse in the nation. So yes. shame on us and wow. shame on shame on everybody that uh doesn't look at who they elect. That's 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 another thing that kinda upset me and why I gotta run as a write in. The gentleman that uh won the primary, he decided he'd run a no dollar campaign, a zero dollar campaign is the way he phrased it, but He's such a zero, he didn't even look at the affidavit he signed to, uh, to uh, run, and it had a little block. It says, if you're going to spend less than $1,000, check this block. It waves you from the finance reporting, pretty much. Well, he didn't do that. So now he's got significant uh, election law violations and fines and penalties, and I don't know what he'll do. He's To me, he's... Uh, Kind of a Democratic version of the Republican representative we have right now, except at least a Republican can read. <laughs> well, so, I don't. I don't know and and I that's watch. what I say. People people don't pay attention to who they're actually voting for. They just no. that's the same with the judges. I listened to. I was in a uh, forum yesterday where the I listened to the Supreme Court judges or the the people running for the Supreme Court. Well, there's a couple of people that you wouldn't even know their names uh, most people to walk in and vote for McCormick because she's on the court and some other well there's some other good people out there take a look at them because that has a lot of impact on what it, what goes on in this state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as the guardianship let's face it folks all these people involved are, are attorneys they're all part of the same club whether they're a judge or they're they're uh, part of APS or whoever's up in front of you taking your life and liberty. They're all in the same club, and if you find somebody that's willing to uh, stand up to fight for you, well, they get kicked out of the club. They'll, they'll disbar them in a heartbeat. So yes. you, really, you really have a rigged system. And it's yeah, almost, well, and it is a yeah, I, I don't understand why the something. feds don't look at it as a RICO case in this state, because, because that's exactly it, because what it is. Because, Ron, these vultures that we call guardians and the probate judges and the attorneys and the APS people, social, these people are all doing a service for the Fed. They're getting rid of these people, and in exchange for that, they are allowing them to steal the estates, to break every law possible. Um, you know, on the U.N. Convention Against Torture – Enlisted in one of the in the top three is isolation. It is mm-hmm. critically important that people have connection contact with other people, and so what they do is immediately isolate them, and these people begin to wither away immediately. They they the de- decline is rapid and visible. Well, they that's, don't care. That's... I watched the lady in Ann Arbor. She showed up. She's 92 years old. She got up in court. She'd recovered from her stroke. She's told the judge she didn't want this lawyer, the judge that assigned her. She went through line by line by line of what what the guardian and conservator expended, countering all of them. And at the end of all that, the judge ignored her, reappointed the lawyer, and approved all the expenditures. I mean, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. And then... The they had another hearing. They had another hearing. By the third hearing I attended, the judges. This is taking far too long. Well, they'd already taken one home. The lady had two homes. One for income. One she lived in. Well, they'd already they'd already 
sold the home that she had for income. They were going to sell the home she was in, and that got that got pulled because there were too many people in the court watching the judge. And I was amazed. This judge flipped on white noise for five minutes and called them all up to her bench, and they all had their little conversation. And then she turned the white nose noise off, uh, appointed a new guardian, and just went on down the road. I mean, it was, it's you could tell tell what was going to happen. And and, and oh, yeah. sadly, yeah. over over the next eighteen months, the lady lost everything. Now they've got her. She's completely completely isolated from her family. And she's just throwed in an old dumpy home, not even a good nursing yep. home. So, it, it, yeah, I understand what it is. My hope was to get to Lansing and start walking around, knocking on doors, kicking people in the ankle, and get somebody's attention. You need to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got well, an attorney you know, general. I went to there listening to her, and that was the biggest joke going. Uh, yep. She goes to Grand Rapids. To start it out, yeah. and that judge is, you know, he's the leader of the pack of this corruption we got in this yeah. state. So, wow. uh, well, she figured out job. she shouldn't she shouldn't have it in the judge's courtroom after that. They they started going oh, elsewhere, but uh-huh. yeah, but ninety five percent of the people that were in there were trying to explain to the two Supreme Court justices and and the Attorney General that the judges and the courts were the problem, and she they, you know, it's like three blind mice. It's setting up there. Yep. And, yep. And, uh, you, it, it, you have there in Detroit one of the most virulent predators in the country, that Mary Rowan. At last mm-hmm. count, she had 1,700 wards. And she was stashing them in um, these residential homes that she owned, many of which were never, uh, you know, examined to make sure they were up to code or anything else. She was caught doing things like. Uh, chaining the refrigerator shut so they couldn't get in any food after the caretaker left, if there even was a caretaker. And here, two years ago, one of them caught fire. Five of her wards burnt to death. And I just saw where she was given another ward. Uh, This woman, she takes their Social Security. If they get Mm -hmm. military, she takes their Social Security and their military benefits. And if they have a railroad retirement, she takes her Social Security and the railroad, and she gives them, if they're lucky, $44 a month. And she doesn't care there for should be some. There should be some very simple things done. To First of all, there ought to be an automated system where they, each of these guardians have to report monthly. And, yes. and they don't do that. It's, all, it's every probate court in the state gets to make up their own rules, do do what they mm-hmm. want to do, and, and that's wrong. That's yeah. not right. They don't op. Yeah, they don't operate within the law because it's an equity court, and that's you know. I, personally, for all those folks that want to look beyond the guardianship issue, if you're a gun order, you better be scared as hell if they pass a red flag law in this state because yes. guess what court you're likely end up in? The probate yep. court. And they yep. don't they don't require anything. You know, you could have some lady down the street and say, Oh, he scared me and that'd be it. They'd bash into your house, take your stuff and be lucky if you're not like yep. the guy in Marshall when they shot him. Yeah. So yeah, it it's it's the the system in this state for probate is completely uncontrolled. It's like the Wild West. The judges do what they want, they make up their rules. And uh, I'm just I was simply amazed when I when I learned yeah. about all this, and, and 
it's so crazy that people really don't believe believe it. Mm-hmm. But I will tell well, everybody, just... if you've got a parent or a grandparent, you better be concerned because if you think or if you're, you've got siblings and you decide you're fighting about things and, oh, we ought to just put them under a guardian for a while, it doesn't work out, folks. It does not work yeah. out. No, not ever. No. The Venus no, I trap. was re- trapped. Yeah. We, um, I was just looking here recently trying to get a take on where we are at on the amount of estates taken, the value. And here about five years ago, they were estimating between five and ten billion was across the country being stolen from the elderly through the probate system. That has well, that, jumped that up was, to almost yeah. That was my point. They ought 20, to have an <clears throat> you know, if 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 they can have election laws where I have to report every penny I spend, get mm-hmm. or whatever and I have to do this almost uh, you know, every every fifteen to twenty days, yeah, yeah. I, the treasurer does it. I don't, but I've I've read yeah. stuff. It makes me crazy. <laughs> but if they've got a system that they have in this state that can do that, why the devil can't they do it for the probate courts and and see what these guardians and conservators because, are doing? Because Ron, I can tell you why. Because oh, they do don't so want to know. I I, I understand. It's, no, yeah, they, it's, it would create evidence for discovery if you were to sue them this would all be on file and you could go after the probate judge who failed to rein mm-hmm. in that predator uh that's exactly why they don't do it um, oh i know they they were, any- the, the, the judge in king county yeah. was very angry with me because i i was got involved at, with a or the lady that had a daughter that had cerebral palsy and APS swooped in and they took an unfounded allegation and took the girl out of her house and I went with the mother to look at her in the nursing home and it was so bad the poor thing had her leg twisted up under she's writhing in pain and I went back wow. I was I went back and wrote a three-page letter had it notarized took it up to the court so they don't like me to begin with and then finally right. when the court date came I I was ready to get on the stand and testify but the the lawyer just said no because uh, they'd had it set up. They had a police report that said yes. when I called uh, 911, I claimed to be the guardian. Well, you know, I'm not an idiot. I got a FOIA request. I looked, listened to it, and the police department had to change their report because I never made that claim. But the judge right. and the APS lawyer and a court-appointed lawyer for the guardian, mm-hmm. they were all set there just foaming at the mouth to lock me up. They were... And what sad thing was, my daughter was sitting in there listening to him conspire before I ever walked in the courtroom. So, wow, wow, yeah, yeah, I, and I didn't care. They could, you know, they could have done what they wanted to do. I'd been happy to get up and tell them exactly what I saw, but it would have had no effect on the outcome because the judge had already yeah. written written these uh, findings and just read it off his computer. He didn't care what people wow. what what anybody no. said. And that's it. that's the thing too, Ron. They the the corruption is so blatant; it has gone on so long unchallenged by the government, either state or federal. They don't mm-hmm. care what you know, what you hear, what you see. They don't care because you can't no. do anything anyway. No. Well, and, the guardian, yeah. the guardian that this judge had appointed, she's got a horse farm. Uh, you know, my uh-huh. daughter went by it just to check it out, and and. and uh, and they got the girl that's got disabilities. Well, they're probably making forty to forty-five thousand a month off Medicaid just for those going oh, through wow. the nursing home system. So, 
You know, it, it's crazy. The state was going to give the mother a stipend, which was was less than three thousand dollars a month, to keep her at home and make mm-hmm. her. And and this was a functioning yeah. young lady. She was happy, and now she's just a little shell of nothing, laid up in a nursing home. Yeah. They don't even have her in con. Yeah. You know, they don't give her the convalescence and the the train or the physical therapy or anything else that she requires for her condition. So it's, it's but just, I bet they charge her for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. But yeah. and and the sad thing is, the representative that's the incumbent that I was challenging, this guy's the the chairman of the oversight committee, and yet oh, for God's I sake. I called him and wrote him an email back in December, and it's like crickets. Uh, whoever's in leadership oh, wow. told him don't touch it. So, and yeah. and yet I had to listen to him yesterday. Oh, I'm working so hard for everybody. No, you're not. You're a lying asshole. Not working hard. You're you're working hard at lying in your pocket, and half the legislation yeah. you put mm-hmm. out this year is for the wine and beer industry. I mean, you're a clown. But yeah. people people leak that up. You know, he's a good, solid Republican in a Republican district, so he'll get probably get yeah. reelected because this Democrat that's on the ticket, he's useless. And and quite yeah. honestly, if I got on the ticket, I think I would have given the guy a significant challenge. Was a right in. It's an uphill battle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But at least you tried. And, you know, and I well, admire you for that because most people wouldn't. Yeah. Well, the other thing, yeah. uh, the, the the radio station here has a morning show, and that gentleman had Dr. Sugar on and interviewed him. So I'm hoping at least here in Calhoun County we've got a somewhat more of awareness of the guardianship problem. I think mm-hmm. there's people out there that are aware, but they just ignore it. I was up in Richmond. Right. Yeah. Because the district runs both counties, Kalamazoo and, and uh, Calhoun, and there's a couple there. Oh no, Bob! And the, you know the guy's sitting there; he's retired. They got their little Corvette in the garage, and they don't care. I mean, yeah, well, no. don't care now, but wait till one of you has a medical issue, then you might care. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I just, know last it's so year, exactly why people don't care. Yeah, last yeah, year, it, Ron. It, it, uh, when Gretchen Hammond wrote that expose called The Fortress, which was quite lengthy. I mean, mm-hmm. she did a job on it. She also spoke on my panel at the summit in D.C. And <laughs> I thought behind that, because it was such credible work, documented, resource, it was such yeah. credible. I thought things will change. And that's when they started having those, uh, Nestle started having those listening sessions and um, you could tell it she was, was an interesting show. Yes, yeah. yes. But that's all it was. It was a dog and pony show. I think she what two or three people she kicked out, or but that was about it. Yes. I, I yeah. think her chief investigator. I don't know if he's if he's still with her. I think he might have resigned because he got disgusted with what was going on. Yeah. And the that, idea that we've got these people in office that absolutely do not represent us, uh, one word I have come to despise, it almost brings vomit up in my throat, is the word stakeholders. It's code for everybody who's interested in this, that stands to make a profit off of buying and selling you and stealing from you. Those are the stakeholders. I well, hate that I, word. I will, yeah, it's, Go it's ahead. like the, the, the young lady. I took her mother to see Senator Stabenow. <laughs> Yeah, Stabenow's on Social Security Committee. You'd think they might be interested, but yeah. uh, and no, and not really. When I left, I left that office. 
I went downtown uh, in Grand Rapids and stopped at a store my son-in-law told me about. I left. And next thing I know, I got a black SUV following me through town until I finally got on 131 and left. Wow. They followed me wow. all the way out of town. So <laughs> that kind of tells you there's there's so much money into this. It's like when Cynthia calls. Yeah. Half the conversation's lost because they've done something to her phones. And, and, yeah. and half the, you know, her emails, half the time I get them, half the time we don't. And, uh, it, yep. It's sad that there's that much money and corruption involved in all this. Yes. Yeah. And and there is, and that's the thing. Uh, there's money being paid, and you'll never convince me different under the table. Now, on the East Coast, as you move west, the, that probate examiner, that hearing examiner, Ministerial Kirk, makes 5 to 6% on the East Coast every time a motion is brought on a case. He makes mm-hmm. off of the estate five to six percent. As you move west, that drops down to three and four. But when you consider the number of people they're doing this, this may sound like chump change. Consider the number of people and the value of these estates, because if they were genuinely interested in protecting the elderly, their streets are full of them that are homeless. Why aren't you yeah. helping those people? Why aren't well, you helping them? But they'll step over them. You know, they'll step over there yeah. to get to somebody that's got a house and some liquid assets oh, and some socks. And go ahead. That was a that was an issue. I think it was a League of Women Voters about two weeks ago, and, and the question came up about homeless. And I said, you know, it makes no sense to me because if we can set up trailer camps which have housing units and then they have a, a, a community shower and bathrooms. Why can't we do that here? I mean, we can do it in Iraq, and I was there in 2006 yeah. as an advisor. Why the hell can't we do it in this country? I mean, you know, yeah. come on, folks. You got brownfields, yeah. you got all this stuff around. You got people that's, uh, you know, supposed community leaders that's got businesses, and, you know, come on. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They just talk a big story, and that's it. Yep. Get their money. I, I, you know, here, what was it about two years ago, Ron? It might not be quite that long, but somewhere in that area, out in San Francisco, which has a massive homeless population, they came out with <laughs> a bunch of attorneys and a, a bunch of, uh, you know, state representatives, and they had this wonderful plan, Ron. It's a wonderful plan. They were going to put all these people under conservatorship, and everybody stood and went, "Oh, that's wonderful! That's wonderful!" Until oh, we explained, many of us explained to them what they're telling you is they're going to make sure they're all on Social Security or some other public benefit. Then they're going to make themselves the assigned payee, and they're going to leave that person in the street. Mm-hmm. They're looking at doing yeah. this like a cattle operation. They aren't going to help those people. They're not going to do a thing for them. These are the stakeholders at work. I got a yeah. very nasty letter from a uh, representative in California. <laughs> Well, that, that'd break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> half, half the people are leaving California. Problem is, they're yeah. yeah. off wherever they go. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And California is still considering a bill that if you leave the state, they're going to take up to a third of your assets as a penalty for doing so. <laughs> How you like that? Crazy. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't surprise me if New York doesn't money. take that up too. <laughs> wow. Uh, your assets just for leaving the states as a penalty because you shouldn't have done that. And 
you know, it just, I I don't uh, know people, where we're going to go with it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. People need to. People need to realize we have a United States Constitution, and each state has a constitution. They need to be mm-hmm. reading those again. Uh, I, I, some mass Nazi at uh, Menards one evening started. This lady was halfway out the door. Her husband was finishing checking out, and she stopped to talk to her husband. You have to put a mask on her. I can't complete this sale. And they went out, there and after they got done, and I, I checked out, and I told young lady, I said, you know, you need to go home and read the Constitution tonight. You might learn something. Of course, she gave me yeah. one of her flipping to young person answers, but that's the reality yeah. of it. I, I, I refuse to put one of those masks on, and I walk in and out of stores, and I've had them say, well, like when I went to the DMV about that driver's license, had to stand uh-huh. outside for a half hour, cold and rain, get up there, and the woman says to me, you need to put a mask on. I said, no, thank you. She said, ma'am, you have to wear a mask. I said, no, I don't. And she said, it's the law. I said, you're lying. There is no such law. The governor here <laughs> said it was at our discretion. And I said, do you yeah. know that you've committed a crime by claiming this was a law when it is not as a means to coerce me into doing something that violates my rights? And she said, you have to wear a mask. I said, watch this. And I walked right in there. And... um there were other people in there without a mask. No, oh, yeah, they, it, they'll it, do it's, this. it's whether whether you're willing to to force the issue or not. And too many people, mm-hmm. they'll just comply. It's like TSA. This is the biggest yes. joke going. If if you want security, oh, make, the, make the airlines pay for it. Shouldn't there yes. the whole the whole homeland security thing was a is a joke. And if you've yes. ever been within the federal bureaucracy and watched the each one of the elements within Homeland Security, they don't care what, what the head of Homeland Security says as the overriding agent. They do what they want. The federal yes. uh, protective, uh, uh, I can't remember the last acronym of it, but yeah. they were the, like the guards at the federal center. Those folks, they didn't care what Homeland Security said. No, and it, it, the, no. Whole, the whole thing was a... Just another growth of bureaucracy. That's all it is. It, yes. It should have been, never should have occurred. And well, the flying as much as I do. It, the flying mm-hmm. as much as I do. My last trip was leaving D.C. And, of course, I swear I've got a big target on me. And mm-hmm. so I came through the scanner, which said I had metal all over in which I do have a lot of metal but no place where it was showing up on their yellow rectangles and (laughs) so they and I I got mad because they said we're going to have to patch you down Uh, and I said he said you moved I said well wouldn't it be the logical thing to do have me go through it again and I'll try not to move oh no we're going to patch you down we have to patch you down so this chick comes up and she is availing herself of absolutely every part of my body that you can even think of. I say mm-hmm. this, and not to be told, but this is actually what happened. She came up between my legs with the side of her hand and rammed me three times. And I was just oh. stunned. It hurt. And she did it a second time. Then she goes over and gets this other chick who came over and does the same thing. And by this time, I'm on fire. And... The woman says, well, we have to check because there's a yellow triangle. I said, it's because I have a zipper in my jeans, you idiot. I said, you've got $10 million worth of equipment sitting there. There's no reason for you to put your hands on me. 
And well, we have to make sure. And she says, you you know, there's no way of knowing what you might have in there. And I said, lady, 30, 40 years ago, my vagina might have been a threat to, to national security. But at this age, I really don't think so. And she just backed up and looked at me. I said, no, you need to step out my way. But I and I told her she they were arguing with me because they weren't going to let me go. But I was leaving, and I said, you know, the thing is, if a man stepped up to me on the street and did any one of the things you did to me, I'd still be kicking his ass. And yet you, because you got on this costume and a tin badge, you can do this to me. I said you can touch parts of my body you have no business touching. And, mm-hmm. well, we're trying to keep everybody safe. I said, no, you're not. You're a tool. I said, what about this makes anybody <laughs> safe? You're, well, well, you're that's, pissing that's, people off. Yeah, yeah that, go ahead. That's, that's exactly what I mean. It, it should have never been a federal agency, period. It, 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 if the no. airlines want security, the airlines take care of it. Well, see, GSA is actually owned by the Israeli Mossad. And it was brought in under Michael Chertoff, the first head of Homeland Security, through a backdoor deal, and that's how we got TSA. But that is an Israeli operation. And I have told them at different times, I'm not part of the contract. You go feel somebody else up. I'm not part of the contract. And I've told them, <laughs> you're working for a foreign corporation. I'm not compelled to comply with anything you say. I'm not part of the contract. And... But, I mean, I've been in the airport and seen them do this to elderly people, women that were in wheelchairs, putting their hands up, men actually doing this, up under their dresses and everywhere they and Yeah, and, and quite honestly, they don't present a threat. It's a, it's a joke. It's all theater. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I, you know, they, I almost got locked up in L.A. because of, they – Pissed me off. This, this was before they was oh. mandatory. You take your shoes off. It was optional. Yeah. Except this clown decided I didn't take my shoes off. Well, I told him you don't need to. So after about three minutes of me and him arguing, and he's threatening to call the cops, and I mean, ah, screw it. I'll just take him home. Get the hell out of here. I'm sick of California anyway. So, uh, but I, I used to get really pissed off. I'm a federal employee. You dumb shit. Why? <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's it's ridiculous, and you know, I got, I got a, a blue passport and I got a red passport. What's the red one says? It says official. Read the thing, you dunce. It just it you know I'm I, I'm just so tired of the stupidity that goes on in this country, and everybody just puts up with it. You know, have figure you, out. Have you really pardon? seen it go downhill? I I think of like I'm I'm younger oh, yeah. than you and. I, I just want to hear the wisdom. Like, where did the like? How did the change start? The day start? they shot like, John Kennedy. That's that's when the really? country went to hell. Yes, he was the last president that we've had that was was truly a president, and he did some stuff that upset the powers to be, multiple powers to be actually, and they took him out. And ever since then. Reagan was the closest we've had to somebody that actually was somewhat independent. And, and think about it, they they almost took him out. Yeah, but if you yeah, look at the, if you look at everybody since uh, since John Kennedy, and and it's amazing. George H. W. Bush, the the great president we had, that we buried. They had to put on a train and try to 
emulate Lincoln. He was in Texas that day. He just could could never remember where he was at. Well, hell, I was 13 years old. I remember exactly where I was at. I was yeah. between the, yeah. the National Guard Army where we'd had P.E. and the school when we found yeah. out they'd killed the president. So he, he you know, he, he, Prescott Bush, his father, He's a damn treasonous asshole. The whole the yes. whole Bush family is another reason I'd never be a Republican. It's you know, yeah. I tell folks, four letter word, B U S H. They're all bad. Yep. I have to agree with that. Uh and it, with Reagan, we were just talking about this the other night. Um with Reagan I had a book called The Triumph of Politics or Power, one of the two. I've had so many books couldn't tell you. But it was about the Reagan administration, and the um, person writing it had worked inside the administration. He said they had a terrible, terrible time convincing Reagan that it was necessary to keep 20% of the population in abject poverty so that the rest of the population could think the economy was good because they worked and they did this. And then if something went wrong, they could point at these people and say, it's all your fault. You just want something for nothing. And But they didn't tell them that they had arranged things so they could never escape this. And he went into great detail about that. Now, what's concerning me, Ron, is that Trump, and I don't think the man is in his right mind. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. I don't. Uh, another malignant narcissist who really has no compassion, no sympathy, empathy, nothing. And he's a bully, he's arrogant, he's obnoxious, and he hasn't got a clue about how the government runs or the constitutions and doesn't care. But here's this man who is talking about giving people a tax holiday, and everybody's going, oh, yay, we're going to get a tax holiday because of COVID. And if you remember, Obama did this. It was a tax holiday. The tax that they could give you a holiday on was your Medicare uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. And so they suspended it for, I think, a month. You didn't have to pay it. They were trying to collapse Social Security. Well, now he's come out and said that he is going to cut Social Security, and these Trump and these are all screaming, he didn't say that, he didn't say Yes, he did. And the actuaries from Social Security said that if he cuts it like he's talking about, in other words, you're not going to pay into it because that's the only one he has any control over. Uh, he can't do anything about state taxes, so you know he's not going to cut those. They don't dare cut federal taxes because who's going to pay for all this money they bailed out the banks with? And <laughs> and that'd be you and me. <laughs> so the only thing he can cut is Social Security, which they want rid of. This will affect millions of seniors. And they said if he continues with this, and he does cut it, that by 2021, the end of 2021, the fund will be broke because the federal government has taken so much money from it and used it for everything. Oh, they, they take, uh, yeah, they take, they, they take it all the time. I mean, it's not yes. – there is no fund there. It's all promissory notes. No. Yes, it, it's, and it's, it doesn't – it's been a – well, it's a Ponzi like scheme from day one, and, and the problem yeah. is Social Security was never intended to be a retirement program, and that's exactly now, how that's, Social Security has rebranded themselves. Huh? I've, I've, I've got I've to argue that one with you. 
because yes, it was. It was to be a social safety net. It was an insurance program. You paid the premiums now, so that when you retired, this was an investment. This was right, an investment. but it wasn't meant poop. to be. It wasn't meant to be a retirement in and of itself, and that's it was enough to keep you from being impoverished. Was the, the whole point of it? And it started out small, and it kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And that's why. It would have lasted a lot longer, but we've got everybody, everybody in their neighbor on top draws out yeah. of it. Well, you got Medicare, well, Medicaid. That's, that's that's it's all a mess. Yeah, well, they, and, the federal government and, and they call it an intra-governmental debt, meaning one part of the government <laughs> owes it to another, has taken uh, almost four yeah, and they I, have no way will, to pay it I, back. No, but. You know, there's some there's what they need to do with Social Security is just take the federal employees retirement system now that they've got. There's a portion of it called the Thrift Savings Program. You've got the model right there. You don't need to do like Obama did with Obamacare and piss away a bunch of money. You got the model, you just modify it slightly and take everybody that's paying into Social Security today and move them into that program. They have their own account. They can control how it's invested. I would require them to have minimum at least 50% of it in the government fund so that it, that never goes away. Not it never me. gets. But Not the bottom me. line is it's your money. And then you, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own retirement. The government, other than managing the fund for you, up until you decide to, to retire. And then if you want to leave it there, you just draw a certain amount out, or if you want to put it in an annuity or whatever, you can, just the way a federal employee does nowadays. I well, stayed under I'm the old you, system. Yeah. They, um, it's back in 2008, they were hitting it particularly hard. Uh, and oh, in, in the Bush, Cheney, uh, crime administration, they were, oh, if you, I remember Newt Gingrich, at GOPAC 2007, and he's one of the most disgusting people I think ever has walked the planet, but that's just me. But <laughs> You're anyway, not going to go on his blog or, or his podcast. No, no, no. no. So, but he's up there at this GOPAC meeting, and he's telling people, he said, you know, if you could take that money, you invest in Social Security and invest it in the stock market, and for dramatic effect, he pauses. And he says, why? Mm-hmm. You could wake up tomorrow and be a millionaire. Yeah, and, and you wake up the day after that and you'd be broke. Yes, <laughs> I, it's your latest the stock market crashed, and everybody I, yeah, I, I worked. Yeah, I worked for retirees a, a person that, that had that same same thought, and then the the market crashed, and she had to work two more years to build back up her yep. her her thrift yep. savings oh. plan. But that's my point. Um, if she would have left half of it in the government fund, she wouldn't have lost all, as much as they do. So you have, well, and that's let's face it, they don't teach us financial management in school. They don't no, want you to no. know how to manage your money. No. But you know, as, as a government employee, I, I, would put I, I was. That I, because, go ahead. I ran an office, and, and one year I spent eighty or seventy-eight percent of my allocated budget. So they come out every year and they inspect, and and that was the write-up. I was a frugal manager. Well, you'd think that would be a compliment. It's not as a, in the, inside the government. So I understand how government money and playing around with it works, but in all honesty, 
if the Social Security wants to sell itself as a retirement, then they need to shift to a retirement type system, and they've already done that with the thrift savings program. So that was the point I was making. They just Reagan did that in '84 to get out of the civil service retirement system, which was a, a defined benefit, to where the new system is a defined contribution, and that's really what what I'm saying. If you took that, then the government can't just keep playing around, taking, coming, taking, coming, doing this, doing that, threatening to spend it out or do whatever. It's there. You've got it. You see what you've got. And it's yours, and it should be where you can pass it on to your heirs if something happens. So that's my thoughts on that. It's kind of like the health care system. Everybody goes on about, oh, we got the government ought to be giving you health care well, if you want a national program, then you best go to Japan or somewhere in Asia where they actually have national health care and see what that requires. Because in Japan, I could have participated for $100 a month, but the Japanese health ministry defined what the insurance companies could charge, the doctors could charge, the hospitals could charge. So you have a degree there of government control, which in this country, a lot of people get it would be taken aback by, but if you want a system like that, that's what it's going to take. I like the old way where you just went to the dock and you, you know, the local clinic and you took care of things, but that was when I was a kid. Yeah. I think the bill yeah. cost, when I was born, it cost, I, I was going through some papers and I think it cost $24. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, tell me a baby costs that much nowadays to get born. <laughs> no. I was born in my, my grandmother's house. I was the last grandchild to be born in her parlor. And I was delivered by an old country doctor, and one of my aunts and my grandmother assisted him. And my grandfather gave him 50 pounds of potatoes and two goose for mm-hmm. delivering me. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Well, that's what yeah. I, I, I tell folks. I, I grew up in Indiana. And to me, the FBI has never been a good organization. They've always been crooked. No. And, you know, they assassinated John Dillinger. And that man never did anything other than take from the banks that were taking the farms away and giving the money back to the farmers so they could pay their mortgage. He wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. And, oh, and, I didn't know yep. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Hoover got so mad because they couldn't ever catch him. And if they caught him, he, he, he'd get out of jail. And uh, he, he was like Robin Hood except they decide to shoot him down the street in Chicago because that's the FBI. So they've never been oh, a good wow. organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd have to agree with you on that. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. There's too much. And, you know, people look at that organization and, and they're stunned that they aren't, um, what do I want to say, going after these politicians. They do these investigations. Oh, and they Oh, yeah. But they never they have, never you know, enough. They, they, it just is disgusting. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's the and system. how many millions? If it, it, yeah. If you're at a low level, they'll crucify you. If you're at a high level, they say you shouldn't have done that. Now, here, go retire and go away. Yes. I just wish Clinton would just yes. go away. But, unfortunately, she doesn't get the <laughs> message. But, but Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I, I, oh, as an aside, there was a I worked for the Defense Logistics Agency. We had a general that was a three-star that was the director. Well, he directed the uh, commander here in Battle Creek to implement this 
automated system as a test for the two uh, portions of the agency are here. And I was tasked with the operational security. So I see this thing come on my computer. I could look at it, and I'm going, you can't put all this here. When you take all them different data elements and you put them together, that's classified information. So I went yeah. right over to the commander, and uh, she says, Mr. Hawkins, I'm just a colonel. The, the director told me to implement it, and that's what I've done. I said, say no more. And I went back and sent a link up to my counterparts and so they could actually see what I was looking at because they had no access to it at that point. Uh -huh. All I heard on the other end of the phone was, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, mysteriously, the, <laughs> the good, the good or general, he managed to retire 60 days later. Oh. Uh, it oh. seems Central Command didn't want to change their classification standards, so... <laughs> As oh, I said, wow. it depends where you're at, where you're at, because if I had done that, yeah. I'd still be looking up at the sky in Colorado yep. and the Supermax. Yep. Wow. Yep. You so, know, one thing yeah, that Marty I, I and spent, I... I spent about but, half my career handling classified information, and, uh, you know, there's certain things you do and certain things you don't do. And for a guy that's, re, re, you know, reached that rank to do something that stupid, I mean, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Go ahead, Kyle. Marty and I, well, I would say, you know, Marty and I talk a lot about, like, what is, what, like, the the people who do the, all this corruption, like, they have to know, like, with the guardianship, that you're isolating this person, that you're, you know, allowing, you know, helping to get their, I don't know, is it murder or death, their death to speed up? I mean, just the, the things that are done, and they do it all for money. Like, yeah, yeah. Does the judge yeah. know that the decisions that he makes is going to cause someone to die, and they they just don't, they don't care, care because I they see that's care. the hardest thing for me to wrap around my head. No, that, you've got you've got people that do things and they do not care. And, and, and when I was in Korea, and, uh, I caught uh, some of our scrap that was supposed to come back to the U.S. government being diverted, so I. Report the investigative authorities. About two months later, they fly a senior agent from the Capitol down to have a talk with me. And they, he took me off, and he says, Mr. Hawkins, we've investigated, and it tracks back to the president of Korea's brother-in-law. And here's what the embassy said, U.S. Embassy. It's an insignificant – this is half a million dollars a month we're losing in sales proceeds, but it's an insignificant item for the ramific political ramifications involved. And he says, you know, I don't like this country. Uh, if you want me to go back and push it, I will. But I can guarantee you, I'll be on the plane that day, and you'll be on the plane the next day. And I said, well, you know, my mama didn't raise a fool. Do what you think's right. And I walked off because I had a wife and a baby, and I couldn't have got them out of that country overnight if I would had to. So that's just the way life works. And unfortunately, too many people in this country don't have real-world experience. They don't see that yeah. going on, and they don't realize how corrupt the system is throughout the world. But all oh. said, justice came due. That particular president got tried for treason. They waived the death penalty and made him be incarcerated for a while. So I'll give the Koreans credit for that. They've uh, locked up <laughs> most of their former presidents for corruption, and one guy jumped uh -huh. jumped out of a building before they could actually prosecute him committed suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. So, 
if they do that in this country, and they don't play around. They don't wait for the FBI to say, oh, please do that. No, they come right in. They seize everything. <laughs> and it's not the yeah. FBI. It's the prosecutors themselves. They seize all the records. They seize everything. And then guess what? If you're bad, you got a problem. Wow. Do you think that it could Jiminy ever Christmas. get good? Like, like, do you think it could ever get good again in the United States? Like, there's got to be some sort of investigator in some agency that if he could totally, you know, prove a RICO case in, you know, Michigan and the judges and everything, that he would be such a hero and everybody would say, wow, look at what you uncovered. This is amazing. Is, is there well, any chance of that? You, you asked me when the country went wrong. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, the, the same same uh, death sentence would probably be waiting for that person too. Uh, there, it's just well. uh, yeah. If you if you really look back and consider consider the different powers in the world and and the, the agenda to have a one one world government, they're pretty yeah. strong. They're pretty strong, and it's it's uh, uh, you know it, when you stand up to that. It's it's a hard road to hoe, and you know, as as, as I, for for all all good or bad or indifferent, at least the current president seems to be standing up to some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how successful he's going to be at the end of the day? Well, he's got when you're in when you're in Washington, you got all them underlings under you. You got, half of them aren't working for you; they're working against you. And that doesn't matter who's in who's in office. That's just the way it is. Uh, wow! I remember so, Jimmy so Carter. And, you know, he had he was a moral president, but some of his decisions he made they they had horrendous outcomes. I was in Iran, and uh, I remember you know the revolution there because oh. of what he decided. So you have to be somewhat realistic to things. Uh, you know, like I said, if I'd went to Lansing, uh, I probably may or may not got anything accomplished, but I'd sure made enough noise that people might have looked at it a little closer. And and I, I've learned in the bureaucracy, you just become one of the most annoying little people you can be, and they normally get the start <laughs> of you. They just give you what you want to go away. Wow. Do you think part of the problem is that the average citizen, they just have no idea? Well, part of the problem is the education systems went to hell. And it's it's basically an indoctrination system. You have no no historical background anymore. They don't teach you history. They don't teach you the Constitution. They don't teach you much of anything in school other than what they want to indoctrinate you with. And unfortunately... We're moving into a, a, a Marxist system, and people need to wake up because, quite honestly, I tried to tell this to a gentleman that's a little bit older than me, and he's got businesses, and he he just thinks Trump's the most horrible person in the world, and he's going to vote for Joe Biden. And, well, yeah, but look at your choice. <laughs> the yeah. other one's brain dead, so what do you want? I, uh, yeah. it, it seems if you look at him... Be- Unless there are yeah, two evil choices, the last few. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's a flip of a coin, but I think we'd go from bad to worse. I don't want to go back to the Obama era. That was horrible. No. Bush crashed the economy. Obama just kept it limping along. He didn't create this job 
the jobs and bring back industry. He didn't stand up to China. They sold us out. Clinton sold us out. You know, I I tried to tell some folks one night when they took they they let down the barriers, and I I think it happened under Obama. The, the Chinese took all the Office of Personnel Management records. Well, when you get a top secret clearance, you basically have to remember your grandmother's dog's name. So they've got my files. And quite frankly, people don't realize when communists take over, they have a list. And they get rid of people right up front they don't want around. And my wife was a little shocked when I told her that. I said, you know, if things go bad, I'm quite sure they'll come and see me. And I won't be around very long because I'll be on one of those lists. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, do you we've think got Marty, one right Marty now. Marty and I will be we've at got, Do you think Marty? We, <laughs> we've got over 3 million people on Homeland Security lists now. Yes. Half of them don't even know it. Yes, possible domestic (laughs) terrorists. You know, suspicion of terrorism, no fly. I've I've read that stuff. I I said every day, one of my jobs was command and control. I sat and and watched the Chinese take take apart our airplane over when they forced that aircraft down a few years back. Uh-huh. A lot of orange groves around that Chinese airfield, but they they wow. took that plane apart and put it back together. So, yeah, it's a it's a world out there that's uh, very interesting. I, just, I tell people this story. When I left Iran, when I was there, the CIA was trying to recruit to go to Rhodesia. And that was an attractive mm-hmm. offer in 1970. What was it? 76. I forget now. 78. You know, fifty grand or eighty grand a year in a Swiss account, unmarked Swiss account in gold was not a bad deal. But wow, what you had to, yeah, you had to give up your passport and take a British passport, so they had complete deniability. And uh, being a door gunner on a Huey, the odds of surviving two years of that probably weren't that well. So I left, I left Iran when I knew the revolution was going to. I left a month before the Shah. You know, I'm a dumb farm boy, but I, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and they're burning stuff and turning things over. So I knew it wasn't going to last because uh, the good President Carter told him you can't kill anybody. And the one general that ran the installation where I was at, he wanted to go out and just shoot 5,000 people, and that would have put an end to the revolution. Well, they didn't let him, and when. Khomeini flew in. He was one of the three generals that they took up on the roof and put a bolt in their head. So, wow. Yeah, when regimes change, it's not pretty. But at, I came back, and my mother was mad at me because she was trying to find me. I'd, the only flight we could get out, because the rich people bought up all the seats every day and fly out of Tehran, to, so whenever they had a bail, they could bail. Well, finally, after the fourth day, we got on the Air France, and it took us to Thailand. That was the only flight we could get on. So I bought my ticket home, and then we just, after you know a while in the desert, you just kind of relax, and that's what we did. And then uh, my money got short, and I went home. And I got home, and I 
walked into my mother's house, and I, she says, where have you been? Because she had called corporate headquarters, and they told her I was missing in action. So she was a little perturbed with me. And Ooh. I said, didn't you get my, yeah. didn't you get my uh, letter? And, well, the letter showed up a day after me. So oh, anyway, I, <laughs> after about a week, I figured I'll go to my grandmother's. My mother's just a little bit too yeah. upset with me. And, and I'm yeah. at my grandmother's, and I get a phone call. And it's Bechtel Corporation. And if you know how the the CIA operates, they operate through front companies. Well, they're trying to get me to go to Zaire to run a warehouse. And I ask them how much, you know, how much are you paying? Well, it wasn't nearly what they were paying me to be in Iran. I said, well, you know, uh, I'll tell you what. You you think about what you want want to offer me, you double that, call me back. Well, they never call me back. But what I found interesting... This was this was long before we supposedly had computers. Now, how did they find me at my grandmother's house? I don't really know, but it was rather interesting. So, wow. Uh, oh yeah, I went back to work back to work for the government. They reinstated me, and uh, about three months or three years later, I I I kept applying for jobs, but I never got uh, got anywhere. So I said, well, there's something funny here. So one day I just called in. I just called in sick, and I drove over to Columbus where the human resources was at. And from the uh, entry guard point to the where the HR was at was about probably a 1,000 yards. Well, between that 1,000 yards, me leaving the guard place to the, to the HR, they lost my records for 30 minutes. Oh. Yeah, so I oh. told my aunt, I said, well, I I made some people in the wrong agency mad at me because they've got some stuff in there flagged. Wow. <laughs> so about a year later, I got a, they, they finally gave up and let me go to Greenland, and that's how I got back out of the country. But, uh, wow. yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting world, and a lot of people don't uh, have the pleasure of going through that silliness, but... Yeah. yeah, the government's uh, the government's got all kinds of levels and things that people don't realize. But I go back yeah. and say the 1947 National Security Act is like the Patriot Act; it ought to be rescinded in its entirety. Yes, and then the government might might start becoming a lot better. Yeah, because the CIA um, should have been exactly what John Kennedy wanted was broken in a thousand pieces. Yes. That's our worst. Yes. That's our worst organization that we've ever created, and I think Harry Truman, yep. in later in life, regretted it and knew knew that what he had signed had helped lead to Kennedy's mm-hmm. death. Yeah. Wow. I don't but they won't teach you that in history just, because I'm, that's all conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything is. So. Yeah. So if you could, if you could change this system, what would you change? Uh, in this probate thing, what would you change, and how would you go about changing it? And I want to know, do you think these predatory guardians and probate judges and everybody involved should be prosecuted and jailed? Oh, uh, yeah, they, every each and every one of them. And they should be, whether we can get anybody, an attorney general or anybody that will do that. Oh. Another question. Yeah. That means That means the public has to vote somebody in that will yeah. actually do something. But they also yeah. have to vote some legislatures, legislators in that will actually take up legislation 
And they're simple changes. Like I said, have an automated reporting system. Make these guardians report every 30 days. Limit the number of, of wards a guardian can Why? be over. You know, if you can't spend an yeah. hour a week with a with one of your wards, then you shouldn't be guard. You know, you shouldn't have any more people than that. Right. And they should set yeah. flat fees, like the lawyers and all everybody that's yep. conservators. They get a flat fee. There's none of these yep. just you know pillage through the person's yep. assets till they're gone. Uh, there's a lot of small steps that we can implement that would you know begin to straighten the system out, and then yeah. Actually start making these, you know, people, when they, I try to tell folks, judges are no better than the politicians. Know who you're voting for. And if they're the only person on the ballot, there's probably a problem there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the so, thing is, Ron, they don't have to, they don't have to campaign. They don't have to do, their name appears, I brought this up about Minnesota, where I came from. For all of the openings for judges, state court, you know, the Supreme Court of the state and blah, blah, blah. There were two candidates on there that were selected for us, and you knew that they both had been tapped. They already had the mm-hmm. job, uh, and you it was just a formality. Uh, and people thought they were actually electing judges. No, you aren't. Did they campaign? Did you hear one word they said? And these hearing examiners in probate, they're appointed. And in some places, they think they elect them. No, they don't. Nobody gets on that ballot that isn't going along with the program. Now, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. This is big money. Um, I personally think that these people need to be prosecuted and imprisoned. And it's like I told you when we talked earlier. If we did, as a private citizen, if we did any of these things these people do, we'd be in jail. Why aren't oh, yeah. That? That's a, yeah. That's, that's, that was my point I was making earlier. And, you know, a guy's got three stars on his shoulder, and they're not going to look, prosecute him and put him in jail. They're going to tell him to retire. Yeah. And it's 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 the same yeah. principle. These people yes. have raised raised themselves to such a level, they're not really going to go after him. They're just going to tell him, hey, you got to get out of here. You've caused too much trouble. Yeah. You're disrupting yeah. the system. But yeah. sadly, folks like you, they'll come after you because you're a threat to them, the bigger the bigger system. Yes, they you know, have. That's... that's 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 what I told my wife and my kids. If I ever got elected and went to the U.S. Congress, I'd probably they'd find me on a park bench and I've shot myself five times in the head. Because yeah, yeah, my yeah. attitude towards the, some of the agencies and the people up there, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna let me be around very long. No, they're just not. No. And, and they, that's, even at that's the state the thing level, yeah. they probably wouldn't let yes, me be around but, too long either. Wow. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, uh, for speaking out, I fully anticipate um, that sometime in the next six months they're going to shut the net down as we know it. Um, there's oh, too yeah. much out there. Well, they're People doing it now. Are scream- they're doing it yes. now. People are screaming bloody, bloody murder about what's going on, and they're coming with documents and resources. And it, so, and I'll tell you this thing, conspiracy theorists, this was a term invented by the CIA, CIA right. to marginalize, denigrate, and embarrass people who mm-hmm. question the official stories. You want a conspiracy theory, go to your federal government. They are full of them. And they'll tell you the biggest <laughs> load of crap you ever saw. And do it with oh, a yeah. straight face, too. Now, is well, it a... Yeah. 
Isn't Have you heard of MK like... Ultra? Yes. No. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. Yes. Well, it's a CIA program that many people aren't familiar with it, but read up on it a little bit and I'll yeah. send me your mailing address. I'll mail you a letter that uh, my mother would never give it to me when she was alive. She bought a bought a home that uh, she bought the home with the contents and it's a very interesting letter, and uh, wow. really, yeah. It, uh, it, I, the young man, he was going to put it on the web till he read it, and then he he almost turned white and decided to be oh, wow. <laughs> discretion's the better part of valor. So, uh, wow, yeah, it's one of those. Oh my, things and I'm that, so uh, intrigued. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's rather interesting. Uh, I'll I'll send it to well, you and give um, you a little more background yeah. on it. Make yeah. sure I get one too. Um, but that's the now, thing. All of this stuff that they're doing to us now—the mask wearing, the social distancing—this is it, all it's tried out by. It, it, yeah, it, it's psycho. It it's it's, it's all this. psychological control. Yes, in, it, in now, Afghanistan. Yep. Well, yep. they've they've done this since the fifties. The Chinese did this in Korea. Yeah. And the, yeah. and actually, before that, the Nazis were do, doing it too. And uh huh. Yeah, you know we've at that. It kind of bothers me. Maybe it was not at the point Kennedy got shot that the government really went to hell. Maybe it was with Operation Paperclip, and we just brought in all the Nazis uh-huh. in the government. That could have been the start of it too. I just oh, feel like the government. Know, I didn't you know that that's a conspiracy theory? That's coming out of the right. <laughs> Operation. Operation Paperclip was a conspiracy theory that has traveled the net. Fool, one of those no, people they brought over here had well, they, our nuclear They probably went to program. Wikipedia and wrote that, but the truth is yeah. it was a true operation. Yes. Pardon? Well, I was going to say, isn't it like all these alien, like the CIA would actually go somehow abduct people and make them think an alien abducted them so that this all these like stories would come out as like part of their program. Have you ever I heard don't that? Know about that? No. Well, yeah. MK Ultra was a kind of a, a wide breath program. It, it did a lot of things to a lot of people, and and uh, mm-hmm. it uh, kind of. Have you ever seen the movie Manchurian Candidate, the old movie with? So it's uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Uh-huh. Yeah, the old version of it. That's really, really part of the basis of of what our government does, too. It's not just, you know, that was a Chinese communist, but we're not much better in some in some respects. No. And, and that's what I say. If you've been out, out, outside this country and other parts of the world, you'll, you'll find out. Our own government makes enemies of other nations as much yes. as friends. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, South Korea is a prime example. Everybody knows about Tiananmen Square in China. But mm-hmm. nobody knows yes. about the Kwanju incident. And that happened that? in South Korea. That's okay. where the president of Korea was assassinated. The uh the, uh, not a vice president. But anyway, the, the the president was appointed after him 
took over, and then within six months, these generals decided to pull a coup. Well, a portion of the country revolted, and it was the the capital of that province. They t- they seized an armory and they they revolted. Well, what happened is the two the the general that uh, pulled the coup was the director of the Korean CIA, and then he had his friend, that was a, a, another general, pull off troops off the demilitarized zone. They encircled this city, and then after five days, they just went in. And to this day, they don't know how many people actually were killed. But we don't talk about oh that. God. And there were more people killed there than there were at Tiananmen. But you never hear about that. The problem is that turned from that generation on of South Koreans. We're no longer liberators. We're oppressors in their mind. Yes. Yeah. So that's how we do th- and and the sad thing is I had a one of the I had military working for me. One of them happened to be there at that time. They the US didn't go in with the Korean troops, but they observed from the the hills. And he was there as an observer. And so it's not like we were naive to it. And then when the uh equivalent of their Congress wanted to do a, a national investigation. They wanted the U.S. ambassador and the uh, general was over the U.S. forces. They wouldn't come to Korea and testify. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we were, yeah, I was done with a full awareness of what, what was going on. Yeah. And uh, I, it, it's sad. I, yeah. it, it was a bad thing, and I really think the the president that got assassinated, he probably didn't fall mm-hmm. toe the line on some stuff. So it wasn't because they all got drunk one night and shot him, which was a story. Yeah, oh. he was taken out because he wasn't he wasn't doing some things that uh, was we wanted him to do, and he wow. was a true patriot and nationalist. He he wasn't uh, going to toe the line for some things that uh, the others went along with. Wow. Wow. It Um, makes me glad I'm not in politics, that I'm not (laughs) running for an office. And I sure wish that you would win because I would vote for you if I lived in Michigan, and you are so fascinating. Be be glad you're not because up until a few weeks ago, we had a queen, not a governor. Oh, (laughs) what? She thought she was you, didn't she? Yeah. Well, have you heard anything about her attempted kidnapping? I mean, that's like oh, in the news. Over- that the FBI, they, they, I, I, I told somebody a couple of days ago. That's a, that's an internal FBI setup. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. They do this stuff. They do this every so often so they can paint the, uh, the uh, militias as really bad, evil people, and that's yeah. all it amounts to. Yeah. They, they did it a few, oh, probably about 20 years ago here in Battle Creek. They incarcerated one of the one of the militia guys because uh, they set him up, and next thing you know, he's in prison. Oh my <laughs> God! Oh yeah, I, 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 the Southern Poverty Law Center. I've read their their stuff about who's who's terrorist and who's this and who's that. Oh, I, they ought to I used to have up. to read all this stuff and. and uh, they're they're not a very reputable organization anymore. No, they're not. No. Yeah. They had no, they, I they have were... to tell you, Ron. 
Ron, here about six, seven years ago, they had me and my radio show on their hate list. Because yeah. I then I, I, I went after him and told him, I said, you get me off of there. I said, you've endangered my life. You're talking out your rear end. I run a radio show. And one of the shows that I sponsored at that time was um, on illegal immigration and what it was doing to Minnesota. Uh, because mm-hmm. it was killing us. And I was a hate group. And I did. I went <laughs> after him. I said, I will suit you clear into the next century if you don't get that off of there. And they finally did take it down, but they one guy they identified as a hate group and dangerous had a Gadsden flag at the end of his driveway. He's 84 years old. And, yeah, they're, um, they're, that's, they're, I, like yeah. I said, I read those reports, and pretty much if, you had, if you're affiliated with any type of Christian organization, you're going to hit their hate list. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's. I don't think too much of them, and, and so I, uh, it was kind of odd. Most of my career, I got rid of the government's junk for the most part. Then I got yeah. stuck doing. Within that, I, I I was involved with classified, and the site I had in Korea had a, yeah. a classified mission, and and I, I laugh yeah. when they talk about essential essential employees. I was emergency essential for half my career. In other words, if mm-hmm. something happened. I stayed. I had to stay and uh-huh. support the military and do things. Yeah. Back in the States here, when 9-11 happened, I was working 12, 14-hour shifts in in a control, command and control center. And it was just things that I've done, that I've experienced. Yeah. And, um, but the last three years of my career, was it was ironic because they put me in intelligence and uh-huh. it started out as security and then it morphed into intelligence and uh, people that I'd worked with in the past when they'd ask me what I was doing I'd tell them they get this shocked look on their face like I was going to come after yeah. them for something <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah but yeah I just uh, it's it's I, I was there was no way I was going to vote for Clinton, because in my mind they should have locked her up. But knowing yeah. where she's at and who she is, they're not going to. They're going to give her a pass. Nope. I just wish she'd shut up and go away. Yes, I do too. Now, Listen, how is we it got, that we she got didn't win? Because hmm? how is it that she, she didn't she won, win? Because she I would have thought the, she was more. She won the popular vote by a million and a half, but she lost the electoral college. Um, oh she yeah, she had the electoral won. college. Yeah, I don't understand and, uh, how she wasn't able like, to cheat. Well, she how she did, wasn't able to cheat? Yeah, you know, I mean, what? I thought she had the government in her back pocket. Well, no. Yeah. Here's what here's what really happened. People were so fed up with the idiot Bush and what he had done. Yeah. And, and then then Obama and what he did. People were just ready to kick them all out and go for somebody. I always thought Ross Perot won myself because I voted for him. But yeah. I, I think he was the original yeah. guy who got cheated out of the presidency. But yes. in all honesty, you don't need to elect a politician. You need to elect a businessman. Now, whether or not yeah. Trump's a good businessman, I who knows? He's kind of a showboat yeah. and, and blowhard, but... We don't yep. need another. Uh, we don't need a forty-six year old or forty-six year career politician to be president. The guy's. No. My mother had dementia. This guy's. He's out of it. We're, yeah. People that's going to vote so Democratic for Biden are voting so for Trump Harris. Is, 
Yeah, and, but so is Trump. Uh, he's heavily medicated many times. And uh, <laughs> when he's really out of it, oh, I'm serious. And when he's really out of it, uh, art is my little side business, has been all my life. And he's got two body doubles. And <laughs> yeah, well, they all do. This is not. This is not nothing new to Trump. Every president does, and most oh, yeah. politicians do. And uh, yeah, Saddam had we three, call it I red, think. Yeah, um, we we call them red tie number two and red tie number three. Uh, they mm. bring out one of the second or third when he's really in looping, you know, and carrying on. <laughs> but uh, the man couldn't fight his way out of a box. Honest to God, what a just a jackass! That debate embarrassed the whole damn country. The whole world was laughing at us, and he says, blah, 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 shut up, you fool. Anyway, we're down to the last minute and a half. Ron, thank you for coming on. This was very <laughs> yeah. interesting. And, and we will have well, you back on again. Well, I got to say, if, 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 if you're out there in the 63rd District and you're listening, and you're going to vote Democratic, know who you're voting for. The, guy, the, guy, the guy's a clown. He, he's naive. Yeah. He's foolish. And... He can't even read what he signed as an affidavit, and now he's got wow. fines up the rear end. You know, think <laughs> about writing my name in, and and be yeah. sure and fill in a little circle because if you get get him, you got nothing. You just got a, a flip of the Republican you already got. So that's that's pretty yeah. much my say on that. All right. All right, everybody, we will be back next Friday, of course, and with a new guest. And I don't know, we might have Ron come back. This was interesting. <laughs> um, yes. I felt like uh, I had a history lesson. Yeah. Well, I, yes. could talk, I could talk about Smedley Butler the next time. That would really give yeah. you some oh, history like going that. back. Uh, but I want everybody to re- be reminded these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblowers annual event in Washington, D.C., and we'll be there this next year, unless, of course, they drag this faked-up COVID thing out for another year. We'll never survive <laughs> it if they do. We're now. Anyway, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Great audience tonight, and uh, you hung in there. But uh, you thought it was interesting, too. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.